0: Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now here is Dr. Janie Lacey.
1: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. You know, it doesn't take a rocket science to know that the coronavirus crisis is rife with stressors and challenges that would shake up even the healthiest of relationships. Maybe the pandemic is acting as a pressure cooker for relationship problems you already had, or maybe it's serving as a playing field for new unexpected discoveries. Hell, maybe the pandemic has even been good for your relationship, and it's kind of thrown you through a loop, as in Star Trek, where no man has gone before is a phrase made popular through its use in the title sequence of the original 1966 to 1969 Star Trek science fiction television series. Describing the mission of the Starship Enterprise, the complete introduction speech spoken by William Shackner as Captain James T. Kirk at the beginning of each episode is space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> so today our guest is going to help us understand lessons we can apply from his hit TV show on WeTV's Marriage Bootcamp, in order to enjoy a healthy and happy relationship. Dr. Ish Major, one of America's top psychiatrists, He's an author, he's a dating expert, he's the co-host of Weed TV's hit series, Marriage and Family Bootcamp, Reality Stars. And he's a frequent guest host on The Doctors and a resident expert on Access Hollywood Live, Steve, The Today Show. He's appeared with the likes of Courtney Kardashian, Carrie Fisher, Brooke Shields, and Carmen Electra, where he brought his expertise to Weed TV's exile as they helped couples break free from past relationships that were holding them back. He's also been featured in People, In Touch, O Magazine, Women's Health, Cosmo, Match.com, Shade 54, and Sir- SiriusXM, and so many more. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Ish Major. Hey, JD, How are you doing, Doc? I am doing well. You know, we are so excited that you are here with us. So, you know, in your experiences working with high conflict and toxic couples, you know, and all through the years, what are some common themes that, that you can share with us right out the gate that you've seen over the years?
2: Common themes, um, you know, and, and you you know this, most couples argue about the same two to three things 70% of the time, right? Most couples never have a new argument. It's always about the new thing that reminded them of the old thing, right? And and most couples, so that's the first theme. Um, most couples, number two, everybody says, well, we just don't know how to resolve conflict. I see a conflict. Money. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so that's it. Um Most couples argue about the exact one or two things, which is who loves who more and who's in charge. Think about every argument you've ever had as a couple, who loves who more and who's in charge. I texted you 20 minutes ago. You never texted me me back. That means I must love you more than you love me. And that's a problem, right? Or, Or who's in or who's in charge. Directions, where we're going, what we're having for dinner, where the kids are going to go to school, all of these things. And so that's the main thing. And then everybody always wants to talk about the buzzword conflict resolution, right? Well, look, we're human. And if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we all do not resolve conflict well at all, <laughs> right? But as a couple, most couples don't get in trouble because they don't resolve conflict well. They get into trouble because they never acknowledge the conflict in the first place. And so those are the kind of three of the main things I usually see over and over again.
1: So you know, we are in this pandemic, Dr. Ish. So when spending COVID-19, people are in quarantine time with their mate, who they said <laughs> I do,
0: and it can be challenging. Um, and I think we can we can
1: all agree. <laughs> so we heard the need right up from, from many people that they can play games together, such as Monopoly puzzles, and plan individual time to keep their insanity. But after they've done all these things, I mean, what else do you recommend besides sex to get to know the stranger in your house?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, I like the I like the idea of always asking the next question. Right. We all have these we all have these basic conversations as couples, as partners. And it's, oh, well, let's you know, well, let's watch, you know, this thing. OK, great. Why? Why do you want to watch it? Oh, well, because I like this actress. Oh, really? Why? What do you like about it? right not not in a challenging way but just in a curious way right remember remember doc back when you when you first met the one and you were dating you couldn't ask them enough questions about what they like and why they like it because you were trying to get inside their head so you could know what makes them happy so you could know what you could do to help them be happy but after a year or two or 5 years or 10 years we start to run on automatic and we assume that we know they start to assume That we know, so they stop sharing and we stop asking each other questions. And so that's, you know, most of what we're going to do as a couple is we're just going to talk and be friends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not going to it's not going to be sex, sex, sex. It's not going to be the argument. It's not going to be trips. It's not going to be. Most of what we're going to do is just be friends and chill out. (laughs) Friends. Friends talk to each other and they're curious about each other. So remember to be curious. Just ask the next question. Oh, really? Why is that? Oh, you know what? I think I want to wear this outfit today. Really? How come? Well, because I'm feeling sexy. I'm right. You, you would be amazed the conversations that happen when you just ask the next question. So get curious,
1: look at yeah. your partner, and ask them some questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated, and right? And and curiosity is the biggest form of flattery, right? There's nothing. I don't care how selfless we are, how professional, there is nothing we love
1: more than getting to talk about ourselves. It just feels good. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. So if you need some help, you can look at some questionnaires. I know Gottman has cards. There's lots of things to get the couples uh, to spark those conversations, get to know each other again. Yep. So you've been, Dr. Ish, you've been on We TV, Marriage Boot Camp, and so many shows. Um, and I believe you and I got uh in- acquaint- acquainted with each other when we were doing the Bill Cunningham show years ago.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> New yeah. York. Oh yeah, my man Bill.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bill, those are fun days. So can you help oh. the audience dissect and understand the basic lessons to learn from other people's mistakes doing all these shows? So please tell us your Let's say your three common concerns you've noticed, and how can people work hard to not land in that position? But now let's break it down easy as you get ready to digest this knowledge, those yeah. that are listening and watching, and get us out of that basic Dr. It's one, two, three, and maybe you can do it love and hip hop style. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> not for this season. We don't want to we don't want to take any lessons from this season. Oh my God. Um, okay, so I think the first the first thing, right? Um Every, we it's everybody says it so much Janie, till it doesn't have even any meaning right I don't know we don't know how to communicate well no we, we we've all been speaking words since we were three you know how to communicate well what we don't know how to do is listen right that's our problem and you have to know how to actively listen see when as I'm talking right now you're looking at me you're making eye contact through the phone you're shaking your head up and down I feel like you're hearing me right and so that's the take home message, she's hearing me, that makes me feel good. Because in any relationship, right, especially romantic relationship, there are only three things we all want. We wanna be seen, we wanna be heard, we wanna be understood. Think about it, right? That's all we need to feel good in that day. I need you to see me, I need you to hear me, I need you to understand me. And the, the thing that goes along with that is, you gotta listen to me, I gotta know you're listening. And so I see couples, they come in, we, we are we're anticipating the hurt. We're anticipating the attack. We've had this fight and I'm listening for the buzzwords. I'm listening for your go phrase because I know at any time you're going to say, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. Right. And as soon as I hear that, now I know fights about to be on. So I got my shield and I'm just kind of waiting to see when I can. So I'm not hearing anything you're, you're saying. And so we just we've got to really take time to listen to each other. That's the main thing. And then the second thing is, you know, remember, this person is your friend. Right. They're just you know, friends are kind to each other. Right. Friends. <laughs> friends don't want to hurt each other. We we get into that. Well, well, you did it to me. So now I can do it to you or you didn't give it to me like I wanted it given to me. And so and I, I'm going to give it to you. Right. And so we get in, we get stuck into that tit for tat cycle. But remember, this is your friend. There's some things you're going to say that they can never unhear. There's some things that you're going to do that you're never going to be able to really truly build that trust back once it's there. So remember, this is somebody who you want to treat nice, right? You want to be kind to him, sweet to, and tender to It does, take yourself out of the equation, right? Most of the things that people are doing, it ain't about you. It's about them. We most, we, most of we live in our own heads. And so think about that. Then the last thing is always remember, and I'm big on questions, right? And so always remember in any situation, where you think they're coming for you. You think they're not loving you right today. Just stop and ask yourself, what else could it be? You know what? Janie? I texted you an hour ago. You hadn't texted me back yet. That must mean, right? You don't love me. Maybe you're busy. Maybe you got somebody else. All of these things that help prove to me that I'm not enough for you. What if it was none of those things, right? What if you were just busy at work? What if you had something going on with your kids? What if you had some project that jumped on the table and you had to get that done and really couldn't focus on it, right? All of these other things that don't have anything to do with me not being enough for you, right? Just stop and ask yourself that one question, what else could it be? And it'll save your relationship because we all suffer from that that disease, not (laughs) Mm enough-itis, right? Mm -hmm. Who I am isn't enough for them. And once you start thinking that, that is the worst feeling you could have in a relationship.
1: So everybody wants to be seen, Heard and understood and understood Absolutely. and then think to yourself, what else could it be? It doesn't necessarily it have be? to be me. <laughs> right. What else could it be? Right, right. right. So reminds right. me of, you know, and couples really understanding and having to a certain degree a PhD in each other's history, right? Because that yep. not good enough ish could be coming from right. your childhood wound and right. all that stuff to kind of right. resurface. So um, right. giving each something other something
2: your mama taught you, something your dad taught you because he wasn't around. I wasn't enough to be lovable, right? We we're always looking for the evidence. That we're lovable. And these days, we're always on guard for the evidence that we're not lovable. And as soon as we see that, boom, all bets are off.
1: So we are looking for the evidence that we are not lovable. So that will confirm our deepest fear.
2: You got it. And once that's confirmed, then we're gonna we're gonna react poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so,
1: then, so then talking about uh, reaction, I know that um, you said there's not a lot of lessons you want to share with us from this season, but, Ooh. but when, Ooh. but even in the in the midst of chaos and the midst of everything that you've, uh, um, I was watching one of the clips from you and literally you getting yeah. in the middle of a couple, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, gosh, I know
1: I could only imagine that. that <laughs> stress. So, yeah. so, so with that being said, I mean, what can we learn from the chaos and, just all the stuff that happens. And why do couples even like drama? I mean, when you kind of think about, I know, yes, it makes good TV, but in real life, couples are drawn to toxic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, we're we're drawn to the thing that we feel is going to make us whole, right? And so we all know where it hurts for us. We all know, oh, you know what? I'm not really good at telling people no, but I can get with this person and they're really good at it. And so that makes me feel whole, right? And so we're all subconsciously being drawn to the, personality traits of somebody else that will make us feel like, you know, I may not be whole on my own, but together we can show up as one complete person. And that is just a a recipe for disaster, right? Everybody talks about, well, it's got to be 50-50. I'm going to bring my half. Uh, If you only bring a (laughs) half, you're about 50% short, right? You got to bring your whole 100. And so that's that's one of the big things. I think, um, you know, what we're seeing on this season in particular is that, We all want the same two things. We want love and connection, love and connection. And if I can't get the love, I'll settle for the connection. And if I can't get the connection in a loving way, I'll settle for getting it in a very harsh way, right? And so a lot of our couples will settle for the fight because as long as you're engaging in a fight, then I still know we're connected. Even though it's not the connection I want, it's the connection I'll take in the absence of anything loving. And so we're seeing that a lot with our couples. They're really struggling to stay connected in a very loving way. And when they're engaging with each other, it's coming out in a very, very harsh way, very violent way, very physical way, which is unacceptable on both sides. Because we've just got so many unhealed traumas in that house.
1: So a couple of things I got to break down, because you said a lot there for a minute. Yeah. So the, the first thing is we should not believe the lie with Jerry Maguire that you complete me. <laughs> Nobody can complete you. <laughs> <laughs> I so we need do to
2: not get sucked into that rom com foolishness. That's not what we're that is not real life. No,
1: so Dr. H, we got to break the news of people, it doesn't exist.
2: No, no, that's not it. That's not that's not that's that will do you no good. That will lead that will lead you to the national average of divorce in three to five years. That's just what that's what do.
1: yeah, so let's leave that lie. don't believe the lie. Yeah. Yep. and then the second thing i heard you say is about connection so if people yeah. don't know what healthy connection is they will settle for toxic connection because Absolutely. from what you're saying it's still connection
2: right right Janie. one of the saddest patients i ever had in my life was a young uh american woman mid-20s college grad had a great job had good credit had her own place had her own car And she had a boyfriend who would drive her to work every morning in her car, and then go back to her place and watch Jerry Springer for the rest of the day until she got home. Right. Uh, Very common story. Every Monday, she would show up in the office with a new bruise because every Friday he would find a reason to go off. Right. That whole that whole thing. But her situation was so different from a lot of what you and I see, which is a lot of, you know, a lot of women, mostly women, some some men, too, but mostly women course stuck in that position, right? I don't, I don't have the financial means to 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 do it. I don't have the support system. I literally don't have a way to escape. Well she had all of those things, right? Family hadn't given up on her. She had sisters, she had a mom, everybody was engaged, they had means, all this thing. And I was like, you know what? I was like, let me just let me just ask you, what is it you tell yourself that makes it okay for you to continue in this pattern every week? She was like, well, if he ever stops hitting me, how do I know he still cares? right so it's it's a connection it's not the connection we want but it is a connection because we all want to know that i matter enough for somebody to engage with me
1: and that's why we should never judge people in those situations right Right. and that creates shame and then they stay hidden because to your point that is what they know and that is connection he wouldn't do this if he didn't love me he wouldn't do this if he didn't da 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 we can fill in the blank a yep. so very, very common. And I think it actually prevents people from getting the help that they need because they are ashamed, ashamed yep. in that, that sense.
2: Domestic violence, it, it grows in the dark. The only way you defeat it is shining a light on it. As painful as it is, you know, nobody who I've ever had to make the call to, whether it's child protective services, the police, nobody's happy, right? She's she's not happy because life is disruptive. He certainly isn't happy because life is disruptive. If it's a chase where the, the child is caught up in it, kids not happy because they don't know what, else, but we don't have the luxury of trying to make everybody happy. Our job as professionals is to do the right thing, which is to shine a light on it so we can try to help
1: extinguish it. To shine a light so we can help distinguish it. So with that being said, you know, I've had previous guests, Dr. Ish, who have given our listeners and viewers dating tips, strong marriage model. Mm -hmm. We had um, somebody talking about neurology of the brain development and function as it relates to love, spiritual warfare, faith walk, all Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) then, Dr. Ish, (laughs) please take a moment. And I want to hear you um, finish that simple sentence that love is, but love is also not. What would you share with us?
2: love is kind love is patient love is caring love is seeing and love is holding love does not hurt mm. right that's mm. just it doesn't hurt it may sting because love is also being truthful but it but it never hurts right and and love is unconditional and love is unwavering right I, there's no way I I don't need you to wear that thing every single time in order for, for me to love you. I don't need you to have this level of money in the bank. I don't need you to look this certain way with your body. Right? I, there's nothing I need you to do because I just love you. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's and it's it's not a conditional thing. You don't have to meet check these things off the box in order for me to love you today. And so I, I think um, it's it's again everything that it is, and it's all. All dependent on what we've seen, what our models are, you know, what did our mom show us and dad show us and you know, friends and things like that. But the thing it doesn't do, it is it is not fearful, love is not fearful, love is not hurtful, um, and love is not conditional, right? And the thing that we all really need to know these days is that love is absolutely guaranteed. Nothing you gotta do to nothing you gotta do to earn it. I, I showed up, I was born, here I am. Give me some love. That's it. That's that's it. Right. There's nothing else you got to do. But we get, you know, but, it, but the world teaches us that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, on this magazine, I don't look like that person on the magazine. I don't look like Idris or Denzel. So what about me? Right. I don't make them as much money as George Clooney. So what about me? I don't have this list of talents that people on TV have and that we celebrate. So what about me? And so we're all looking for the evidence. Am I lovable? Am I? I mean, do, am I? And more times than not, we get presented with evidence of why we're not. And so we really just fall in that vicious cycle.
1: So love is also accepting. Yes. That's the, that's the word that comes to mind as I hear It's accepting. Yep. <laughs> yep. People can yep. push us and help us to grow and to be our best yeah. self, but yeah. it's also accepting of who we are. Right.
2: Right. Exactly. And that's the main thing, because again, we all want to be seen, heard, and understood. And if, and, I not only, you know, and so, right, because we all show up with these masks on, right? When, you know, we go to work, we got a suit up. Right? I got to put on the thing. I got to put on the uniform. I, there's this person I got to be to go to work. Um, but what we find is that over time, it's so much work to keep taking the suit on and putting the, taking the suit off that when we get home, we don't even take off the suit of armor Then We just keep it on, right? Because this is going to be another whole type of battle. And so what what we really struggle with is how to be vulnerable, right? How how do do I let myself, how do I trust this person enough to let them see all of me, right? And not only I would love for them to accept it, but how amazing would it be is once you took that mask off, you take that suit of armor, you put it down, how amazing would it be if not only that they accepted you for everything they saw, but they actually loved you for it,
0: Hmm. right?
2: That's the thing we're all looking for, you know?
1: That reminds me of claudia black's definition about intimacy intimacy is i'm giving you the weapons of my self-destruction but you're using it to protect right. me and not destroy me
2: right right you're going to value it you're going to cherish it you're never going to turn them against me yeah yeah and that's and that's trust right and that's you know so think about those small you know one one of the catchphrases these microaggressions right think about those things that happen in relationships friends or romantic where you're like, mm, you know what? They didn't really treat that thing I gave them well, or, you know, they didn't value that, or they didn't keep that in privacy. And so those little microaggressions, they, they just slowly erode the trust more and more and more. And then you wake up one day and it's gone.
0: Mm.
1: And then it's gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then yep. they come see us. <laughs> right. <laughs> then, they, then, then they come see us and tell us all about it. Yep. So, you know, in, in your in your book, which I just absolutely just love the title, we'll roll right into that, The Little White Why's, <laughs> right? Because if we're yeah. talking about people coming to see us, those are usually the questions yeah. exactly they're asking. Right. Why this? Why yeah. did he do this? Why am I this way? So can you break down the burning question that females ask when faced with the fact that they've been lied to? You know, just talking about it from a female-male perspective. So why do men lie you know, to the ones they say they love? And, you know, it's a very common question from females. What does Dr. Ish have to say about that? Well,
2: oh, it's, it's a very simple reason. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> guys lie. Well, we, be, because we want you to do the thing we want. We don't want you to say no. We want you to say yes. And so <laughs> for a guy, right, you know, we're not all about the process. We don't want to touch. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to go through the feelings of it. We don't, we just want the end result, right? So the end result is, I want to go on a date with you. That's the end result. I'm gonna say whatever I need to in between now and the date to make that happen. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that is my Mercedes out there. I just I lost the keys, so I can't really start it up. it to you right now, but that's my. But trust me, that's mine. You know, and I work at that big bank downtown. Even though you never see me go in or out of it, forget about that, right? And so it's about not trusting that the person they see is enough to make them want to move forward, right? Again, it's the it's disease. It's the not enough-itis, right? That's why we lie. Because I think if I share the truth with you, maybe you won't like me so much. And if you don't like me so much, you won't be around me so much. And if you're not around me, how am I going to get that love from you? If I don't get that love from you, maybe I won't get that love from anybody. And oh my God, if I can't get that love from anybody, I'm not going to do well, right? And so mm-hmm. it's it's all going back to trying to get the love that we feel like we need. And so we're trying to secure that in a In a very disingenuine way because we feel we got to trick you into it because really I think that who I am isn't enough to get it on my own. And so I'm going to lie and try to get it this other way.
1: So essentially what I'm hearing you say is men will lie to protect vulnerability and present going back to that mask self because been taught that that mask self is what females are going to want. They're going to want that Mercedes. They're going to want that I have all my stuff together.
2: Right. Right. That's, that's what I see in the movies. Right. That's what I see on TV. That's why I see in all these magazines. Everybody's got their stuff together. Well, I'm not that or, you know, I'm some of that, but I'm not all of those things. So so how do I how do I get it? Right. So that's getting into the relationship. Now, once once you're in the relationship, we, we, we start to tell different types of lies. We tell the lies of omission. Right. Those are. Hey, darling, how was your day? The guy answered. Fine. It wasn't fine, but he's withholding now. Right. You know what, is there something going on with you? Nah, I'm okay, right? We So we start to shut down and we start to withhold. That's a whole different kind of lie because once we're in the relationship, the thing we hate to do the most is to let our partner know that they're not making us happy, right? And so we just want to avoid that whole ugliness and that whole conversation because you know it, it's funny how date one, date two, date three, we can't talk enough about what it is we need and want and are looking for in a relationship but once you are in long-term committed relationship, year one, year two, year three, you don't want to touch it, right? Because you don't want your partner to feel like they're not showing up and making you happy. So we forget how to talk about those needs and wants.
1: So then it goes back to, I can't be honest. And really, I can't be vulnerable, right. then I can't be honest. And then right. there snowballs right. the toxicity and the dysfunction right. in the relationship. Right.
2: I can't I can't tell you how those genes make your butt look because I'm going to get crucified. I can't say it, right? Because you're going to get mad, we're going to have a fight, and later on, I'm not going to get the love I need, right? Mm. It's, it is, it's all those simple, It's it all goes back to us trying to feel good. Over these last six months, now more than ever, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to show up and feel good in the moment. Life is going crazy. There's so much I can't control. I don't know if I'm going to be okay today. How do I get the love I need right now? And so we avoid those conversations like the plague. And for guys, for sure, if it's going to be an emotional conversation, he's going to do everything possible to avoid it because we don't feel like we can get into it and get out of it and continue on to have a good day.
1: And then there goes that dysfunction. <laughs> yep, <laughs> this came right out of the closet. There it is. Just yep. open, open the door. Come, come yep. on, right in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, how do couples, let's say they are, they are to that point where they realize they're not being honest with each other, they're coexisting with each other. They got, they're now years into the relationship. They're connecting everything that you said over fighting, over poking holes at each other how do couples come out of that you know we're working at all these shows and, and like what do you see like what's the the thing that clicks for most couples when they want to okay they get it now and they want to change that cycle what do you see
2: um courage you, you got to have courage right you've got to this is this is the courage that comes from from the belief that who you are is enough to be loved right mm. on no day am i supposed to show up and not be loved Right. And so that's the thing. That's the and that takes courage. Um, and you've got to do some things to believe that. And so it's, it's it's like a tennis match. You're going to hit the ball over the net. If they hit it back. Great. Fine. Right. You're going to share something. You're going to share something that could be painful. But they hit the ball back and it wasn't as painful as I thought. Oh, wow. OK, that gives me the that. Now I can trust to share a little bit more and share a little bit more. You know, a lot of couples, you know, they wait until they get to the end of their rope and they're like, "Okay, fine. Last resort before I'm out the door. I guess I'll just be honest. And then something magical starts to happen. Once you're finally honest, you start to give each other information that you can use to see if you can still make each other happy.
1: So essentially, couples are protecting themselves over something that they are fearing is going to happen. And the very thing they fear is the very thing they need to save them. And that is to be honest. If I'm honest with who I really am. Right. Um and, and I will get eventually that love that I feel like I deserve. Right.
2: And in, in relationships is the thing, it's always the thing that you're scared to say the most is the very thing you need to say the most.
1: So then essentially when you talk about courage, because courage builds act or action builds courage and courage builds action that they now take these risks, and they can stop performing and auditioning right. for love, and just right. really be themselves. Right. <laughs> sounds, so, right? sounds so right. simple, Doctor Ish. <laughs> right, <laughs> it is.
2: But but the world has taught us it's hard, right? Because all the images we're confronted with, whether it's on TV, magazines, online, you know, it tells us, "Hey, I'm not I'm not like these people all the way." But so they've got it. So in order for me to have it, I've got to be more like them. You know, and so, and that's, you know, and that's the cycle we get stuck in, you know, and it all leads to that disease, that, that never enough itis. Am I enough for you? Am I enough for you? That's the worst feeling in the world. Anybody who's ever been in a relationship and had that relationship in, whether it's, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, husband, wife, whatever that situation is, the day you think in that relationship, wow, who I am is no longer enough for this person. That's the worst feeling in the world. And so there's a there's a lot of defenses we erect to keep from having to feel that way,
1: you know. So when couples are coming into therapy or coming into counseling or the ones that you're working in group therapy, it's the defenses essentially that that you're seeing when they get to that place, so to speak.
2: As 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 the the folks in hip hop say, those defenses are all fleek. The fences are lit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, lit to the ceiling.
1: <laughs> Dr. Inch has to go see his own doctor after hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: On speed
1: dial. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> but it, but yeah. it also sounds like um, we're going to take a commercial break here in a minute, but it also sounds like that there's imposter syndrome that also comes and then they're both, kind of coming up against their own imposter syndrome, which also adds to the flavor (laughs) of the dysfunction.
2: Right, right. Well, because keep in mind, right, so they're celebrities, right? And so it's never just the two of them. It's the two of them and their hundred thousand folks on Twitter and their half a million on Instagram and another two million on Facebook. And so there's all, like you said, they're always performing and auditioning and playing to the crowd when you really only need to be playing to each other.
1: So then kind of getting used to performing and auditioning becomes a way of life, but it's also a dysfunctional way of life.
2: Very dysfunctional, because it never makes you happy because you can't share your true feelings with each other. Judge- and you feel like there's nothing you have that's gonna be kept private. So you're always filtering. Okay, but if they find out, then how does that look? And so let me alter what I'm about to say and share in this moment.
1: And that sounds very tiring to keep that type of mask. Exhausting. Exactly, exhausting. Exhausting. Well, uh, we certainly are having a great conversation with you, Dr. Ish. So we are going to take a commercial break and we're going to come back and I am going to ask Dr. Ish, what are some of the common questions that women need to know when they start to get to know someone? So we'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Janie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It.
1: Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. We have our guest, our guest, Dr. Ish, and he is talking about it with us today. (laughs) So welcome back to the show, Dr. Ish. Oh, yeah. You know, so a lot of the ladies, they want to know. So what are some of the common questions A woman needs to ask when she's getting to know someone and she don't want to waste any time anymore. She's saying fools, foolishness, no more, Dr. Ish. So what does she need to know when she's getting to know somebody? Let's help some some ladies out tonight.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, No foolishness. No foolishness. Um, Is there somewhere you have to be tomorrow? Like at work. (laughs) Is that right? Is there something you gotta roll out of bed before noon for? And then tell me, let's talk about that one, right? That, <laughs> you, you need to know, right? It's it's a thing. Unless he's independently wealthy, we all got jobs. And so you 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 want to know that, right? Um you can ask about kids, right? How many kids do you have? Or you know, you ask that question. You that that's gonna have a direct impact on the amount of time he's gonna get to spend with you. And it's gonna clue you in on what's gonna happen in the event should y'all have. Right. You know, people, lepers don't usually change their spots. You know, we are creatures of habit. The thing we did the last time is the thing we're probably going to do this time. Right. We do the way we do. The one thing is the way we do most things. And that is super true when it comes to God. So ask about that. You know, um, do you have anything that I might catch from being around you like a case or a charge or a left hook? or some type of STD. I need to know these things, right? We can have, we have grown. We gotta have these conversations, doc. I'm not here for the herpes. I am not here for the gonorrhea. not here for any of that, right? I need to understand that. And then we can make an informed decision moving forward because there's some barriers. I I might not be a no, that might not be a hard stop for me, But now I know that there's some barriers we can put in place and we can move forward as adults. Don't trick me into the thing only to have me find out later. Because guys always think, you know what? The least I can tell her now, by the time she falls in love with me, she will forgive all of the other stuff she doesn't know. Right. And so that's that's just the wrong way of thinking because all that means is there's just gonna be a mountain, more and more things that she cannot trust because you didn't share it all up front. And so, you know, ladies always wanna know. That first date, right? What, what can I talk about? What can I not? Right? Again, oh, there's some taboo subjects, you know? No, there are no taboos. There is nothing, absolutely nothing you're going to say on that first date that's going to scare your Mr. Right away. Nothing. There's no question you can ask. There's no subject you can intimate towards. There's nothing you can tell him that you're expecting that's going to scare away the guy who's right for you. Because if he is there and he is ready, he wants the question. And he wants them to be hard because what he wants to prove to you is why he's the guy who earned the right to be sitting in the seat and not the other guys who you thought should have been there. right? And if he's ready, he wants those questions. And when you don't ask them, when you show up and you have the general blah, 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 blah conversation, he comes back and he calls his boys on the way home. He's like, man, you know, I don't know what happened. I thought, you know, I thought this would have been the thing, but she wasn't that interested. She didn't really ask me anything hard right? And so never be afraid to take the deep dive, right? He's there for the same reason you're there, which is to make a connection. And you can only do that by being all of who you are.
1: So the first thing is women should not be afraid as grown folks to ask for the papers. <laughs> ask for the papers. Get them papers up front. Get them up front. Right. Show
2: me. Kick a screenshot. It, bring it with you to dinner. We're going to talk about it over appetizers. <laughs> Right, we're going to exchange papers. Here are mine, here are yours. Let's see what we got. Ask for that. We got to protect ourselves. Don't try to trick right. me into it, you know. Allow me the dignity and the trust of making an informed decision by informing me about who you are,
1: you know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and then if it's the right person, and it is going to be the person, you can ask whatever questions. So there's not necessarily, like you see her, you see magazine articles, you see different shows where they try to curate different types of questions to ask on the first date. But Dr. Ish says, you need to ask what you want to know. And if it's the right person, they're going to still be there. He's
2: there for you. He's not He's not there for the girl he read about in Cosmo or Essence. He's not there <laughs> for that. He's there for you, Right. I'm on a date with you. I want to know what you want, right? Set and as ladies, set the expectation because the thing he's looking for, he wants to know what's the opt-in, what's the asking price. You know what I mean? This is a nice house. How much are they asking for? You know what I mean? This is okay. What do I need to do? I need to text every day. I can do that. No problem. What else? You want me to call you every couple days? Okay, not a problem. I can do that. What else? Face to face dinner every week. Not a right. We're looking, we're listening for the thing that lets us know can we make you happy? That's the only reason we're there, right? If you let a guy know those two things, what he needs to do to make you happy and why you need him, he's yours for life. But he ain't going nowhere because the reason he keeps showing up, even though some days he's acting like a knucklehead, some days not, he's showing up because he thinks he can make you happy. So, but but, but we're guys, just because we love you, we can't reach your mind. So draw us a roadmap. say, so, hey, you know what? You know what? You know what, my big strong man, if you could do this, this and this, mm, I am great this week. And he's going to give you all of those things because that's what he wants to do. We're little boys inside, right? Remember, if you ever, if any ladies I have sons out there, right? Remember the first birthday card he brought home from kindergarten with the macaroni and the name spelled backwards and all It's like happy birthday, Ma, right? And you look at it, it's a disaster, but you're like, oh my God, it's amazing, right? That's the, that, We're men, but we still want that reaction, right? We're still trying to please the most important woman in our life. Right, which is now you. And so let him know what you can do to make that happen. Don't make him guess about it, right? It was we're not in high school, right? It's not that whole magic rom romantic comedy thing. Draw that man a roadmap and let him know exactly what is the navigation route to your heart. That's all he wants to do.
1: So then in that case, we're talking about healthy dating, right? Because you know, yeah. sometimes I'll hear women argue about. I don't want to give him the playbook because I'm going to give him the playbook. I'm going to teach him essentially how to play me, but that would be someone who's not necessarily That would be from a toxic uh, standpoint. So it is healthy to give men the playbook, um, especially if it's healthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that, right. So that's a statement that comes from a place of fear and a place of lack, right? My experience has been that when I share all of who I am with people, they use it against me and it hurts me and I don't get the love that I need. So what I'm going to do moving forward is not share who I am and make them figure it out. And if they figure it out great, but if they don't, once it unravels, it won't hurt as much because I wasn't as vulnerable anymore. Right. And so that's just, you know, so now you, now you've set the bar from not, now you're at a hundred, not at a hundred percent love, not at 80%. Now you're down at 60%. I'll settle for the 60% out because you know, that don't hurt as much when it walks away when I had the 100%. So that's just a matter of settling. That's how you do the logical thing in your mind, right? Your your mind is the thing that rationalizes. Your mind is the thing that generalizes. Your mind is the thing that makes excuses. But no matter how many excuses you make, your heart always feels like it's being cheated out of something it really, really deserved.
1: So then if she gets past the first few dates, she should match the same energy that he's putting in. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that energy.
2: Bring that energy. And so the magic number is, is date number three, right? You get to you got to get him to date number three. If that's the if that's the goal. And here's why. Every guy knows if he's falling in love with you after the third date. Don't care where he's been, what he's from, what he got, what he don't. Every guy knows if you are the one he's gonna be falling in love with after that third, whether he tells you or not, whether he shows you signs or not. Believe me, he is on the phone. He, no, six months ago, he would be at the place with his guy friends, talking about, man, you know what? That, you know, I think, I'm thinking, I don't know. She might, right? He's having those conversations because he knows, because guess what? And here's the astounding thing. It's going to blow your mind. Not yours, but there. Guys like to fall in love, too. You <laughs> <coughs> know? Guys like to be in love, too. Right? They, they really, really do. And so they know. And so you just want you want to get to that third date. But again, you know, don't don't censor yourself. Don't feel like I've got to be I've got to fit into this box to make him like, no, you want him to like you. You want to be seen. Let him see all of that. Right. Because he's making decisions just like you're making decisions. The more information you both have, the more clearly you can make that decision. Right. What if what if you put yourself in this little box and you were this way for the first three dates? Not really all of who I am, but on date five, six, and seven, you let him see all of it. He's like, "Now what happened? What is who is this now?" Right. So, so upfront, the sooner you can let him see all of you, the, the better. The better that is because what it's going to do is it's going to save you a lot of time, a lot of aggravation, and a lot of frustration
1: down the road. Right. So show up, be real, ask show the up. questions. After the third or fourth date, making sure you're matching whatever he's putting in, match that energy and you should be good to go, at least from that point. (laughs) And
2: and never be afraid to say the most important word in your dating life, next. Because everybody ain't going to be the one, right? You don't want them all to like you. You don't want them all to love you. You're not looking for the million people to love you. You're just looking for the one, right? So never be afraid to say, Hey, no, this is not weird. I got a question. Uh, I got an email from a person the other day. She was like, Listen, you know, I'm dating and I'm getting back out there and I'm really enjoying it, but I have a problem once I get to that third, you know, third or fourth date, and I realize they're not the person I want to be exclusive with or anything like that. So, I don't want to ghost, I don't want to be rude, I want to be respectful, but how much of an explanation do I need to give as to why I don't want to go out anymore? Which is a great question. Right. Well, you know, and something that women struggle a, a lot more with than guys because women are a little usually typically more considerate. And so what do you what do you say? Right. So you never want to feel like you've got to make an excuse for how you feel. Hey, you know what? This ain't this ain't it. I'm sorry. You're cool. And I'm cool. But this doesn't feel like a cool thing for me together for right now. So it's not something I want to do. Or, you know, here's it. And what I told her is have a disclaimer. Sit down on that first thing. Say, hey, you know what? Yeah, waiter, uh, I'll have that glass of wine. Uh, let me share with you. <laughs> I'm dating a lot of people right now, and I am really enjoying getting to know a lot of people. And I'm really discovering that I enjoy letting a lot of different people get to know me. Right? I've never I've never given myself that freedom before, and so that's where I am. Right? Would I want to have a long term relationship? Sure, if it's the right person. You know, am I looking for A, B, and C? Yeah, if it's the right person. But I'm also cool just doing this. Right here, right now. So that sends him a subtle message: Okay, I'm not, I'm not the only date she's going to go on this month. And maybe I'm going to hear back, maybe I'm not. But you, you, you set that bar, right, ladies? You can set that expectation, and you will be amazed with how easy he's and how cool he's going to be with it, and ride with it once you set that expectation. There is no wrong answer for there. Whatever it is you want out of that thing, you can make it so.
1: So be kind and be honest,
2: <laughs> and, be, and be assertive. And, and be, be assertive. assertive, right? This is this is what I'm. Hey, dude, let me tell you, I don't like to waste a whole lot of folks' time and I ain't going to let you waste mine. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. Right. And at that point, he's going to be like, "Mm, "Okay, guys like a woman who's in command, guys like a woman who's in control, guys like a woman who is assertive. We love we love that because that means you got a life of your own. And I just want to be a part of that. Tell me. Tell me more about that. Right. And so that is that is an aphrodisiac like you've never seen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Reminds me of a popular song on the radio right now. Thanking you and next. <laughs> yep. next, next, and it's and it's okay, right? And it's totally
2: and it's totally okay. It's totally okay to not be the one for them right then. It's it's totally fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what you don't want to do is cheat yourself out of the opportunity because you're being Miss Nice or Mr. Nice guy, and uh, you you know you let this them link. You're letting this thing limp on when it should have been, you know, done months and months and months ago. And you're also keeping them from finding the person who's really looking for them. That's somebody who's looking for the exact person who showed up. It wasn't right for you, but for somebody else, it's going to be perfect. And so let them go find that person, right? Don't cheat them out of that opportunity and don't cheat yourself out of it. Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. Next. Next up. (laughs) What are we doing next week? Yeah.
1: So then talking about relationships, I mean, what are some of the secrets that you can discuss from your book as far as what it takes to really create and sustain loving and lasting, um, a loving and lasting relationship?
2: Yeah. So, you know, talking about love and connection, um, right. And so I think the big word there for me is always vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, your relationship, the happiness that you're going to get out of your relationship is directly proportional to the amount of your shelf you're able to share, right? And that means you can't just share the good stuff, right? We know we don't just get sweet, sexy, funny, and smart, right? We also get childhood wounds, insecurities, and guilt. And so the more you're comfortable sharing all of those things, right? Not in a way that I need my partner to fix, not in a way that I need my partner to sue not in a way that I need my partner to help me come up with a game plan for something, but just in a way that helps my partner see me, right? And so... It's all about why we're there. So if you're there because you want to be loved, there are only certain things you're going to share, those things that you feel about yourself that are lovable, right? I am cute, and I am smart, and I am sexy, (laughs) right? Right? Those are the things you're going to share because those are the things that you've been taught that are lovable, but you're not going to share. Mm. But there was that time that kid said that thing in sixth grade, that really Changed up my process and procedure a lot, and there was that person at that time who did that awful thing to me. And there's that, you know, that dream I had that I no longer have because it kind of, you know, fell by the wayside. We don't think those things are lovable, so we don't share those things. So if your goal is to be lovable, that that's never going to work because of, because there's parts of yourself you're never going to show. But if your goal is to simply be seen, mm. then now you're going to share a whole lot of those things. Right. And you're going to share everything and they're going to see it. And you hope a, they accept it. And then B, they love you for it. Right. Not, not despite of it, but because of it, because you trusted them enough to go there and show. And it's like, Hey, you know what? You let me all the way in and I love you for that. And so that's, that's a show up, show up to be seen, not to be loved. And you're going to have a much different relationship.
1: So Intimacy into me, yeah. you
2: see. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, and you've got to allow that, you know, you've got to allow yourself to be seen. And that takes, that takes guts. That takes courage. It, it does because people aren't going to like it sometimes. Um, and you're going to get rejected sometimes, but the one, right. The, the one they're going to, they're going to accept all of that.
1: They'll hold space for you and they'll protect right. you and not try to destroy then, you with that.
2: They will treat it with kindness and compassion and sweetness and tenderness. Yes, indeed.
1: So with that being said, and all the ladies want to know, so what are some of the common uh, blind spots, right? So in couples therapies, you um, also experience also on your shows. What are some of the common blind spots that you see that men have that contribute to the dysfunction in relationships?
2: You know, one of the biggest blind spots is that guys never really know why you're talking to them, right? Why are you saying all these words to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> because we, women will traditionally use two to three times more words because they're more expressive, right? They, they articulate it and their, their brains are wired to be more process oriented. We're going to go through the process and I'm going to walk you through it. And that's how I help myself feel better with this thing. Whereas guys, we just want to skip to the end of the story, to the thing that is, the thing, t- just tell me the thing you want me to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so guys are just trying to figure out, they don't really know, right? So I, I think if I could share this with, with a lot of ladies, when, you, when you're when you gonna, you know, it's time to tell him that thing, you're gonna tell him, right? Tell him why you need him in the room at that moment. Hey, I don't need you to fix this. I just need you to listen, right? And so for guys, don't don't leave it up to her to be able to, to you know, to always drive the ship and drive the boat ask. Hey, babe, you know what? I want to hear this story about that girl from work. I really do. But let me just ask you, is there something you need me to fix or you just want me to listen? Right? She'll tell you. Hey, I don't need you to fix anything. Just listen to me. And now as a guy, you can relax in the moment and be present and be full of there because you're not listening to try to skip to the end because you already figured out what she needs to do two minutes into the story. No, she don't need you to fix it. She just needs you to listen. So if you could do just that one thing ask for clarification before you get into any conversation. What you need me to do, baby? You want me to fix this thing for you? You want me to listen to it? That's it. And you would be amazed. Half of your conversations are going to be so much more pleasant because now
1: you're not getting the
2: mixed signals going.
1: So help each other be successful. Give him the roadmap right. and check in and get clarification. Right. <laughs> right. She, don't need you to, she don't need you to fix her. She know what she need to do. She don't need you to fix it for her. She just wants you to listen. That's all for you, you know to be. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So then in your opinion, then what can someone do today if they're listening or they're watching us and they want to start turning their relationship around when the other person doesn't have the same investment to do so? What would you say to say to that person?
2: Yeah. So, you know, be able to see it for what it is, right? In relationships, we're always thinking things are, we're never reacting in the moment. We're always reacting to the thing that happened 10 moments ago or 10 days or 10 months ago, right? We do, we stack, you know, we stack those emotions, we stack those hurts. And so Every time it happens, it's like here we go again, right? What is the number one question that has been asked during the Corona crisis? Study came out two weeks ago. Number one question is, why do you do it that way? Why you do it that way? Why you wash them dishes like that? Why, why? Why you chew like that? Why does your right? Why does your fork scrape the plate like that? Right? We're getting on each other's nerves, stuff, right? we really are. And so I think uh, so. One of the things you just You've got to understand what's happening in the moment at all times and react to what's happening in the moment. Don't make it worse than it is. Don't see it more rosy and better than it is because you're scared of the option on the other side, but stay in the moment. We're doing this thing in the moment. You and me, we're keeping this much out. We're allowing this much in, but it's always you and me. Because here's out of everything else that goes on in your relationship, I need to know that I'm the most important person to you. And I need you to know that you're the most important person to me. So whatever else we've got going on, we can't let anything get in the way of that. Kids are going to be kids. Work is going to be work. Family is going to be family. Friends are going to be friends. Health is going to be health. Regardless of all that, you are the most important person to me. Period. End of story. Hard stop. And you can't let anything get in the
1: cloud that. You are the most important person to me. Yeah. And- Letting the other person feel that they are also the most important person to you. Right, right. You
2: know, them kids crazy. They probably get that from your side of the family. We ain't going to worry about that. (laughs) This is you. and This is me. Right. It's always you and me against them. Us against them. Same team. What we teach folks on the show. Same team. You and me. Against whatever else is coming our way, we're Bonnie and Clyde, or Clyde and Clyde, or Bonnie and Bonnie. <laughs> y'all working out.
1: Whatever. Sure. <laughs> right. whatever suits your fanny, fancy. <laughs>
2: right, right.
1: Yep. So then, um, in closing, uh, Doctor Ish, can you share with our viewers and listeners who want to grow beyond their toxic relationship patterns, but they don't know where to start? Where? What can you share with them?
2: Um. Yeah. Start where it hurts. Mm. Right. We've all got. The question is, what is it that you're pretending not to know about yourself? Start there, right? We all got that thing under the bed. We all got that thing in the closet and we're just going to keep it there. And Because if I open it, I don't know if I can put it back in. I don't know how overwhelmed I'm going to be by it, how much is going to derail my life. But never be afraid to look at the thing that you're pretending not to know about yourself. That is how you grow, right? Because once you shine a light on it, once you open it up and take it out of the box, it's like, oh, you know what? That wasn't, wasn't as bad as I thought it was actually, right? And, and you will know because it will be on your mind. It's the thing that you feel like is holding you back. And that's your brain's way of saying, hey, you know what? We're strong enough to deal with this now. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. But never, never be afraid to tackle that thing.
1: Never be afraid to tackle that thing. You heard it yeah. here from our Dr. Ish. So Dr. Ish, how can people uh, find you or um, follow you?
2: Well, uh, this season is, is a mess, so I'm trying for people not to find me. <laughs> <laughs> but go to my website, major.com. Got a ton of free stuff there. Got the relationship bootcamp. You guys can download, do that at your house. Uh, go, to, go to Instagram, to Instagram, underscore I-S-H underscore M-A-J-O-R. Follow me on Twitter. Here on Facebook, drishmajor.com. Uh, and of course, of course. Thursday nights on WeTV at nine, (laughs) watch the show, marriage bootcamp, hip hop edition, and then call me with your angry comments and concerns and all of those things once it's over. It's all good. (laughs) Well, we certainly
1: thank you, Dr. Ish. You know that, um, you know, relationships are a necessary part of healthy living, but there's no such thing as a perfect relationship or mate. So relationships from acquaintances to romances have the potential to enrich our lives and add to our enjoyment of life. So remember Relationships need to be maintained and healthy relationships take work and just like fine wine. Until next time, this is your host, Janie Lacey.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week.